we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Come on, Harvest, bless the Lord in this house. Come on, act like God's done something for you. Come on, act like you're grateful for who he is, what he is doing, and everything you desire for him to do in your life. Show goodness to our master. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. I honor the angel of this house, Bishop Foreman, I tell you. Come on, that's right, that's right. Honor your man of God. Honor your man of God. I'm ever grateful to be here uh, with you, Harvest, here up in Aurora, Colorado. I got my beloved Bishop uh, Dimmer with us on tonight and uh, senior pastor down that way, uh, Pastor Phyllis Goss from New Springs and other members that came up with us on the road. I do not take that for granted. And the reason why is because they got to get up and go to work tomorrow. And the fact that they get on the road and they follow me and support me, it means a lot. So I want you to just give Colorado Springs a hand clap of praise for coming up with me. Come on, y'all can do better than that. Y'all have done that trip before yourself. Amen. 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 I'm glad to be here on tonight, but I do not take it for granted. And as I said to Bishop, I said, I'm honored that you find me faithful enough to be called friend. Uh, my wife, she doesn't like when I use that word with people because I'm very loyal. And so with the tens of thousands of people that I know, my friends, I can count on my fingers and toes. Y'all got to catch it again. The tens of thousands of people I know, my friends, I can count on my fingers and toes and have some toes left over. The reason why I have to be that way, because after being a leader in the military, I've learned that there are a lot of people that say, I got your back and I'm with you. But when the bullets start flying and the bombs start dropping, they... But when you get that person who's in the foxhole with you, the one that says, I'm not going nowhere, I'm here with you all the way through the end, and if you drop, I'm carrying you, and if I drop, you better carry me. Them the ones you need to celebrate, and I celebrate you, man of God. I celebrate you, sir. 
Harvest, I'm not going to be here with you long on tonight. It's a Wednesday night, but I got three things that I want to share with you, three things that the Lord dropped in my spirit. And I don't take for granted what the Lord gives me to say into a house because I know that it is for me first, then for the others that hear. But this particular way that the Lord dropped this here, it really stuck to my spirit because we're honoring the man of God. Twelve years of senior pastorship here at Harvest Church. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. I'm... I'm going to give you a redo. I'm going to give you a redo. I'm going to give you a redo. 12 years of senior pastorship for here at Harvest Church. Amen. Amen. Amen, man of God. And then if that wasn't enough, doing a phenomenal job. The number 12 is very specific in scripture because the number 12 represents divine government. Okay, reaching a platform of perfection. And can't just anybody get you to a platform of perfection? What does that mean? That means that the foundation has already been established, and now we're going to set the atmosphere right so we can really erect this thing. And Bishop Foreman has been talking about this thing the first time I met him, talking about evolutionary. And I did not take it for granted what he was saying because I realized that we metamorphosize through in life. We have to learn how to adapt. I remember when we went to Watertown, New York, it was very cold. And it was, ooh, it looked like somebody's familiar with it. We, we went to Watertown, New York. It was the summer, and it was in the 40s. And people were wearing shorts, and I thought they lost their minds. So I told my wife, we were in a crazy place. But in just a couple months, it made a lot of sense. Because in a couple of months, it got to 57 below zero. You see, that's a 90-degree temperature drop. And so when it turned around and summer came and it got 75 degrees, that's a 110 degrees increase. So it made a lot of sense that people were wearing shorts when it was 40 degrees. But the metamorphosizing I want to get with is that my wife, when it got cold, her ears would hurt. And I'm talking about it just 40 degrees. But then it got to the point where at 40 degrees, she was outside in a sweater. And the reason why is because she adapted to the location. She learned how to allow her body to absorb the cold and still navigate through it. And we had to deal with six feet of snow. Six feet of snow. That's over a six-month period. Six feet of snow. So if it started melting, more was coming. You was assured of that. But the thing that I learned there is that when we had church, it wasn't like here in Denver. You get a little frost and people, I ain't going. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. You get just a little bit of frost, but at a foot of snow, and at 30 below zero, the church's parking lot was still packed. And that, that's evidentiary of people who were hungry. They weren't going to just submit their eyes and their ears to just any old thing. They wanted to not just hear truth. They wanted to see truth in operation. And they said, if I can see truth in operation, I can follow that. And Bishop, I need you to understand something. When I think about what the Queen of Sheba said when she came to King Solomon's place, she said that she was in awe of everything that she saw. And she wasn't in awe just because he was a good-looking king. She was in awe because of how the people served. And the people here in Harvest, you have a beauty about your service. You, you enjoy the opportunity to serve people. And not just any church can do that. There, there are those who want to be served. But I'm so glad that Jesus said it right. That he said, he that is to be the greatest among you must first be a servant. And so the word minister means servant. And if you're truly going to minister properly, you need to be there with the plates. Willing to take out the trash cleaning the garbage out there. You got to not be in, feel inferior because you said, I'm above this. 
And I heard a pastor say just the other day, and it took me by surprise. He said, we had just interviewed an individual for a job, and we had them there working, and it was the shortest employment we ever had. It was about an hour or so. And the reason why this guy was only employed there for about an hour, because the pastor and the other members was moving chairs. And so the pastor said, hey, uh, are you going to help? And the new employee said, I don't do chairs. And so he called him back down to HR, and we said, we don't do you. And so what I've learned here about Harvest is that people come in serving because they have a great leader. They don't mind serving under his leadership. And so I looked at this here passage of scripture that the Lord gave me. He gave me three passages of scripture. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 is one. Second, first Timothy. <clears throat> I'm sorry. First Timothy. Uh, looking at the passage there. Uh, 5 and 17. And then Hebrews 3, 13 and 17. The order that we're going to do them is Hebrews first, then we're going to do Jeremiah, and then we're going to do 1 Timothy. And when we start doing it, it's going to make a whole lot of sense to you. Listen to what the passage of Scripture says in Hebrews. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch over your souls as they must give an account. I'm going to say that again. They have watch over your soul because they must give an account that they do it and they do it with joy and that you not and not with grief, for it will not be profitable for you. Now, there are a lot of people, they'll quote that obey them that have rule over you in the Lord. But they won't pay attention to the fact that if I don't and I cause them grief, that's not profitable for me. Y'all going to catch it in a minute. You're going to catch it in a minute. You see that when you cause the person who has been designated to overwatch your soul, not just your house, but to have overwatched that only part of you that's eternal, you don't want to give them grief with that. Because when they should be leading you into worship, I'm like, how can I get rid of this individual? What is the best way for me to shut them down? Because they're not pleased with the way you're dealing with them. Because when they should be lifting you up before the Lord, they're now trying to ask God to get rid of you. And so there are blessings and there are favors that come when you have a good shepherd. The next word in that I want you to look at is called rule. And a lot of us don't like that because that, that symbolizes that somebody's giving servitude. And nobody wants to just be a servant. They want to be served. But that word rule talks about governorship. It says that this person is not just any old body, but this person has the government of what happens with you in the kingdom of God. So when you are turning around and saying, you know, I don't like Sister Susie because she just, she just thinks she's all that in a bag of chips. You cause grief for the man of God because the man of God is trying to execute harmony. He's trying to bring us into one bodiness. He's trying to get us to work together as one. The Paul turns and he says, don't you know that when one in the body hurts, the body with all hurts. If you don't believe it, thump your toe and watch how your whole body responds. And so while he's trying to bring unity and one accord, you're bringing discord. And so the Bible says that the person who brings discord among the brethren, God hates that. Proverbs says that there's six things that God hates, and yea, seven is an abomination. And the abominable act is the one that sows discord among the brethren. And so you cannot take it for granted when you have a leader 
who is doing everything in his power to bring unity. I know it's not working the way that you want to, but come on, let's do this together. I know that things are not moving as fast as you would like, but we got to do this thing together. And when somebody's not there, don't just take it for granted that they're not there. Reach out to them. So, Bishop, why are you talking to us about this? Because according to Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, that shepherd is God's gift to you. Y'all got to catch this here. He, he, he is that gift to you. He says that I will give you pastors who are after mine own heart. I'm not going to give you just anybody, but I'm going to give you somebody that I birthed to lead you. I'm going to give you the right person at the right time in your life that's going to help you come through what you're going through so that when you get to the other side, you said it was good for me that I was persecuted. A lot of times... We only want to listen to the man or woman of God when it is beneficiary to us. You, you got to be willing to listen. I, 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 I'm, I'm a retired military man. Did over 26 years of military service. When it comes to what countries I've been to, it's better for me to talk. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. It's easier for me to talk about what countries I haven't been to than the countries I've been to. And for 26 years, I had to lead people that at my spoken word, I lead them into life or death. So I learned to be a man of few words. I literally mean what I say and I say what I mean because I don't need you second guessing when I say take that hill. And so the thing that I learned about Bishop Foreman is that he is a militant man. He's a man that likes order. He's a man that likes things to be in alignment. And that's not unusual because he is so chosen after the heart of God. God is a God of order. Y'all better catch this. God is a God of order. And when you get out of order, you cause disorder. And God's not happy with that. And so God says, I'm going to get somebody that's going to put a foot up in that when you get out of order. I'm going to get somebody that's going to bring you into correction because you don't want to do right all the time. And so he gives you a leader that says, okay, mm-hmm. You got one more time. Got one more. Oh, they don't talk to us like that in church. Oh, yes, they do. If they are a person of order, they do. Because you got to understand that when the Bible talks about that God hates murderers, he's not talking about the person that goes and shoots somebody. He's talking about the person that uses their mouth. They put their mouth on a person and kills them deep. And so you got to, hey, God, you got to have the right leader who will correct you. So now that brings me to my third point I want to do. Y'all got to catch this real quick. I'm going to give it to you real quick. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. You know, when we're talking about honoring, we say, oh, man, you know, we always doing something for him. We, we, we always uh, supporting him. What about me? This passage says if you do it right, there's a twofold blessing. Not only is there a, a blessing for the one who rules well, but because he or she is ruling well, it flows down. Y'all better catch it. Whatever God does to the head, it flows down to the body. That's why the Bible says that we should be knitly fitted together. Knitly fitted together. That means when somebody is out of order, you know. Uh, uh, Bishop, you gave me a trigger. The lights was flashing and the people were jumping and bumping and my mind went back to when I was a DJ. I said, thank you, God, for salvation. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And, and I said that to say this. You never know when the act that you have done has triggered somebody. You never know when you sent them back to a moment that was so bad that they was ready to cut something up. Y'all, you got to be careful when you, when you talk and when you open that mouth. So 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy says it very beautifully. It says that the elder that ruleth, ruleth well and is worthy of double honor. And it doesn't just stop there. It says, but you should make sure you do not muzzle the ox. The ox is representative of a hard worker. So the leader is doing a laborious job and not just having overwatch over your soul, but making sure that those things that are connected to you are in order. How many of you can trust your leader enough that when your leader comes at, uh-uh. Yo, yo, yo. It sound like I'm in the right house. Because a lot of times while the, while the leader is saying, mm-mm, you're saying, and he said, mm-mm, you say, and he said, stop. Don't go up and down. Come. There you go. Now we're working. Now we're working. And not everybody is willing to do that because they said, I'm my own man. Don't you know how many years I got on this life? And so as a clinician, I, I, I feel good when I say to people, and how's that work for you? <laughs> You, you, you've been doing it your way, and look what it's got you. Now, now y'all don't understand the gravity of that because you don't know where I work. I work in a mental health institution that's within the penal system of the state of Colorado. And so I had an individual one time that says, I get, I get, Bishop, I got to say it this way. It's a little bit graphic. It says, I get off when I, I, I peel back the skin of a person and they cry. That's the type of mind that I'm sitting only two to three feet away from. And so when I go into the place, I always stop and begin to plead the blood. Because I never only do I not want to pick up anything in there, I don't want nothing leaping off on me in here. And so I said, God, uh, I thank you for giving me favor. That when I speak, they don't just hear my voice, they hear your voice. And I have some of the toughest and the roughest criminals, yet we have the best operating clinical group. And the reason why is because the leader is a God-fearing person. It doesn't matter how big the devil is, God's bigger. It doesn't matter how atrocious the act is that you've done, God can deliver you out of it. It doesn't matter how far you have gone, God is still ever standing there saying, come home, come home. And so when you get a leader who is willing to stand the test of time and go through that event with you, you can't take it for granted. I, I, Bishop, I did a thesis one time, and it was on being in love with abuse. Say that again. Being in love with abuse. So when someone comes along that shows you real love, you leave because it's not what you're used to. When somebody turns around and they stand with you and say, listen, hear my voice. That's not the road where you should be going. They're not doing it to control you. They're trying to pull you out of what you have gotten so used to doing. And so one of the things that I've noticed, Bishop, is that people stay in churches that have no order, but it's hard for them to come to a church that has order. And the order has to be there in order to reorchestrate those things in your life. Dealing with a lot of people who, who have been so hurt, they're not willing to trust anybody. 
And so when you turn around and you say, how you doing? And I'm Bishop Foreman. I'm the senior pastor of Harvest Church. I mean, I know you did, but I'm saying, but when you're saying that, what they are actually saying is, and what do you want from me? And so you have to present your way in such a way that before you even get to them, they have viewed the honor of the people. They have viewed the operations of how the people do things. They've looked at the, the uh, centricity of how they do things here. And they say, that's something I want to be part of. So by the time they get to the leader and he's extending their hand, they want to shake that hand. They're seeing the possibility of a refinement coming in their lives. And so when it comes to honoring that kind of person, you can't be begrudging. You can't be begrudging when it comes to saying, let me sow into this. How many of you would turn around and, and dig a garden and then get mad at the ground because the ground didn't reach out and take the seed? You have to drop that seed in the ground. And the ground says, now that I have it, watch me do my work. And that seed that you may have even forgotten about because you have an honorable leader who is doing the right thing with those seeds. It comes back to you in a way that you didn't even expect it. And it's because you, those who rule, rule well. That means they're not taking advantage of the people. They're, they're loving on the people. They're celebrating the people. They're recognizing that I can't take for granted that God chose me to allow you to support me. Now, now watch this. I want you to think about something real quick. Take about 30 seconds, and I want you to think about all those people you want out of your life. Okay? Now, some of you just like, delete, 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 delete. You already started doing it that. Now I want you to think about those few that you want in your life. Is your pastor at the top of that list? If your pastor is not at the top of the list, reevaluate the list. There is nobody else on that list that has overwatch over your soul. There's nobody else on that list that is a gift from God to you. There's nobody else on that list that God birthed to pull you out of your hell. And so if your pastor is not at the top of that list, now y'all got to catch it. I'm not saying it just because I'm a pastor. I'm speaking the truth. If the pastor is not at the top of that list, you need to reprioritize friends. Does that make sense? So now let's look at this here part one here. Ox. An ox is a hardworking cow. Hardworking cow. They're the ones that, that, that you put the, the hardest yoke upon and you expect them to till that ground. Now I want you to just imagine for a moment that this is a yard, a ground that hasn't been tilled. It hasn't been broken. It's very hard because it hasn't rained in a long time. And now this ox has to plow that field. It is not going to be an easy task. So the ox, as strong as it is, is finding difficulty plowing up that hardened ground. And it's not because the ox wants to work hard. It's because the ground is so hard, the ox has to work hard. So that pastor that you have in your life is coming to teal up the ground that life has made hard for you. All the people that disappointed you, all the people that talked down to you, all the people that said you'll never be this, you'll never be that. It made the ground hard. And now that ox has to come along and teal that ground, get that ground ready to receive the seeds that's going to come into it. Can you imagine if the ground started kicking back out the seeds after the farmer sowed them? 
The ground doesn't do that. The ground eagerly accepts them because the ground does exactly the operating power that God says, and it shall bring forth seeds, yielding seeds after its kind. That seed will never bring forth a seed sitting on a shelf. That seed will never bring forth any growth sitting in your wallet. That seed will never regerminate and bring back much more just sitting outside of what it needs. And so when you come into a house of God that has a leader that knows how to plow the ground, a leader that knows how to dig right where you needs to be dealt with, then that seed gets in, and within a short amount of time, the shell begins to break down. Can't just any leader do that. I want you to think about for a moment the times when your shepherd said, I'm praying for you. Just think about that for a moment. I'm lifting you up before the Lord. I'm, I'm begging on the kingdom to operate on your behalf. And matter of fact, God has shown me the breakthrough. You feel a little bit closer to that person. So then how in the ham and cheese does as soon as you get upset, you step out? How does that operate that you can be so submitted and so dedicated when I'm praying for you? But then when I have to rebuke you, you do a moonwalk out. When I have to call you into correction, I must not be the leader. God has told you, you can leave now. Some of y'all better stop lying on God. God birthed the leader for you in the right time. In the right time. Some of you, if, if, if it took you a couple churches to get the harvest, throw your hand up in the air. Took you a couple churches. Was it easy to drop off all the hurt, all the pain, all the chaos? We, we even labeled it called church hurt. Church don't hurt nobody. People hurt people. That shepherd has to deal with that. That's why the shepherd, when he or she takes on that position as the leader, they have to be willing to do this. And so the Bible says, don't cause them any grief. In other words, when they need to sleep, y'all better catch this. When they need to rejuvenate, don't think your issue is so important that they got to get up. You wear out your man of God, and then you wonder why their prayers are not as powerful. They're, they're, they're being bombarded by devils. They're being bombarded by the enemy. They're, they're, they're interceding for all of those that still have their talents in you. They're doing their best to break the yoke that has you. And then you get mad when they say no. You're forgetting it's a gift. It's after God's own heart, that gift that will lead you and guide you into knowledge and truth. And truth hurts. That's why it's so powerful. In closing, I want you to look at this here. I want you to look at all the pit stops you made before getting to harvest. And I want you, if you can agree with this, I want you real quick, if you're glad you left, say thank God. 
okay, y'all sounded like you was happy. I want you to think about everything you was going through that when the man or woman of God spoke, you said, that ain't Bible. I, I want you to think about the times when you called them and they said, I ain't got time. I want you to think about when they wanted you to serve, but they couldn't serve. Now that you've thought about it, if you're glad you got out, say, thank God. Y'all almost there. You see, you got to understand that God had to take enough time to build him over 21 years. God had to take time to orchestrate things in his life so that when you came in, he was ready for you. I didn't say he's perfect. I said he's ready for you. And when that happens, there, there should be a synergy. There should be that give and take. I like that when, when the, 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 the praise team got to a certain song, the people started lining up. I'm going to get my dance on. And the leader. <laughs> I can work with this. <laughs> because it's difficult to worship when the leader is. But when the leader is in worship with you. What the leader is saying, I am plowing this ground with you. You're not here by yourself. I'm celebrating the deliverance along with you. And all you got to do is just get in line. This is a thing in uh, the military is called dress right dress. And so when the command is given, dress right dress, the arm goes up real quick. And then you're turning around and you're making sure you're in a line with the person to your left or to your right. And you're making the adjustments that you need to do. And so then they'll give you a right face. So you do that right face and do you do the same thing? You're making sure that you're in proper alignment. And the thing that I love about the military is when the military turns on and says forward march, people don't start out with their right foot. They start out with their left foot. And when you look at the pathway, they're all unison. And so there's only one command out of all the commands in the military that if you want someone to stop instantly, you give. And it's called gas. And when you yell gas, they stop everything that they're doing. And they get out of the area. You've got to learn your leader so that when your leader say gas, you stop where you were going. You stop the momentum that you were about to take. And you readjust yourself. You don't question why. You just stop. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and the voice of another they will not pay attention to. In other words, the leader that God has assigned you to, you listen to that leader. Because that leader has overwatch over your soul. In other words, they're standing over your soul watching what you're doing. So when they say you're out of order... It's because you're not in the right pace. You're not in the proper alignment. And by you being out of order, you cause the whole line to be out of order. And so you have a leader that's not afraid to say, get in order. When it talks about muzzling the ox, he's not afraid of you holding your tithe. You can't muzzle him. He's going to speak the truth whether you give or not. And if you choose not to give, you only hurt you because the blessing is double fold. Whatever falls to him, it falls to you.
But man of God, if you could stand just a moment, sir. I don't call just any one friend because that's hurt me in the past. It, it, it hurt me so bad that I was ready to give up on. But then when, when we came together, I, I saw something in you. And I said, oh, yeah, I can work with that. And so unbeknownst to y'all, I went through a very, very difficult time about, tw about 12 months ago, babe. About 12 months ago. And within that time frame, I had already known this man. And I didn't reach out to him with my problem. I reached out to him and said, I'm going through something, and I need you to just be in prayer with me. And he says, not only am I in prayer with you, Bishop, I'm in prayer for you. And so I told him, I said, and when I come out of this, you're going to be one of the first ones to know. Well, he wasn't the first because my wife was going through with me. But when I called him, I said, we need to now celebrate. There wasn't a lot of other people I called. And I said, man, I, got, I need to give you an apology as to why I wasn't up in front of your face with what I was going through. Because some people, when they hear what you're going through, they're ready to try to fix it. But God has to pull you through some stuff. God has to allow you to go through some things so that when you get out of it, you say, I ain't never going back through that again. And so this man of God, I, I witnessed somebody ask the question, what do you call a general of generals? And being in the military, I know how significant that is. So I say to you, man of God, not only keep doing what you're doing, but keep on with your bad self. Keep on with your best. If y'all need to celebrate your man of God. Come on, come on, come on. Celebrate your man of God. 12 years of being your senior pastor. 12 years of plowing the field for you. 12 years of digging and pull you out. Not just you, but your family too. Celebrate the man of God. Hey, God. Maybe seated. I love you, sir. I appreciate you. I don't take your friendship for granted, nor do I take the opportunity to stand before such an illustrious group of people. Harvest, you're the bomb. You're the bomb. Yeah. You ain't better than my LWMI, but you're the bomb. You're the bomb. But uh, I thank you for the opportunity that God has given us to come up here and share with you. So as I take my seat, will y'all do me a favor? And, and give my queen, my baby doll, for over 42 years of being with me. Give her a celebration. Oh, would y'all celebrate the man of God again? What a word. What a word, what a word. What a word. I want you, I, I want you, you can be seated very quickly. Thank you so much, man of God. I, uh... I am so blessed to hear uh, what he said and what he shared tonight. Did y'all get that tonight? I said, did y'all get that tonight? Got right into it and right to the point. One of the things you'll notice about me, I can't, anybody that uh, is around me, y'all will notice any person I've ever brought to this pulpit uh, that is my friend, y'all will notice one thing about them, they're strong. See, I learned a long time ago, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Uh, it, it, uh, aluminum can't do nothing for me but make me mad. And, uh, and so some of y'all, the reason you're so frustrated is because you're surrounded with inferior metal. 
You know, you're surrounded with people who don't do nothing but cause issues, cause drama. You're trying to progress. They're trying to regress. You're trying to go forward. They stuck in the past and all that. But I just dare you to say, everybody on this row, no, say it like me, say everybody on this row, say our circle is being upgraded. No, you need to say it like you mean it because when you get around some iron, stuff that was difficult won't be difficult. When you felt alone, you'll no longer feel alone. When you felt like you were the only one dealing with it, you'll realize I'm not by myself. I'm not crazy. I'm not messed up, jacked up. I was wrong, the wrong metal. Just tell you what I know. So thank you again, man of God, and to your wife. So we have something in common. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah. 
Feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. 